and five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for tuning in once again to I'm Ron Smith. The show is called Star Talent Showcase, and according with Children of the Light Ministry, in accordance, I should say, with Children of the Light Ministry, shout out to Dr. Pastor Maureen Rush. Once again, we are here with members from NYCC, New York Community for Change. And we have my good friend here, PJ, sitting in with us. Hey, guys. Great. And so we're going to, the last conversation we had was amazing. It was fabulous. It was great. It was fantastic. We almost didn't want to leave. So we had to do it again. I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you. And they're going to tell you about NYCC in case you're just tuning in. Take care. With Cynthia. Hey, guys. I'm back again. Cynthia Norris. And I'm a community organizer here with NYCC. My name is Vaughn. I'm a member of New York Community for Change. And also, I'm a community activist. And I live in Crown Heights. Okay. Great. Fantastic. And we have PJ. Hey guys, I am PJ Ryan, host of Highly Melanated Podcast, Willing and Waiting Podcast, and the Dare You Project Podcast. And what what time does these shows come on if the people want to tune in? Highly Melanated, we re- we release those every Thursday, approximately anywhere between uh, noon around noonish. Uh, the Dare You Project is every Mondays, uh, about six o'clock in the morning. It'll be out. And Willing and Waiting is a seasonal show, so that's already been put out. We have season one already completed. We're working on season two as we speak. So you can actually check all of those on SoundCloud, Apple Apple Podcasts, uh, as well as Google Play, Stitcher, as well as Spotify. And what is the show about? Highly Melanated is a conversation between a few of my friends, uh, between myself, Yushi, Red, and Blair, we have conversations in reference to things that help affect our community as far as people of color. Um, we talk genuinely, honestly, and we have some fun. Uh, we have guests on that come on and speak uh, that are the authority about conversations, and we just, we vibe. We, we talk real stuff, real, you know, what it, what it really is within our community. Um, Willing and Waiting is a conversation between myself and JBT Dub, a.k.a. Blair. She, uh, that conversation is about the journey of celibacy between a man and a woman uh, from a male's perspective and a woman's perspective. Um, that, as I said earlier, is available now on all platforms. And also the Dare You Project is uh, a special project of mine where I have folks come on and write a, a Dare You letter, which is something that can actually help the community, help themselves, help them grow. Um, and afterwards we end up, we end up having a conversation, breaking down this letter. The letter remains anonymous and it's just as a listener, it's, it's, it's something to give you the idea that you are not alone in whatever situation that you go through. And we talk openly, honestly, and com- being completely vulnerable. So that's what I'm about. So right. that's PJ Ryan in a nutshell. Thank you. Thank you. Now, <coughs> NYCC, New York Community for Change. Last time we were talking, tenant-landlord situation, the situations that is happening with people that are tenants and, you know, being able to stay in their homes without being 
pushed out of their homes. And we've had a young lady that was here talking about telling us her story. And I wish this young lady was back. I had asked her about her age only to find out um, if you're a certain age, you know, you cannot be removed or anything. But I did some research and everything about the um, Fair Housing Act of 1968 and stuff. We're going to talk about that, too. And I'm sure, I'm sure, Cynthia, you did some research on it as well. And you may know something about it, too. Cynthia, take it away. Um, I want to I wanna, um, give it to Vaughn okay. because he was in a similar situation as um, Dawn. And, you know, he actually still fighting that same case, but he actually still in his apartment and not being threatened. So I want to try to, you know, bring the attention to him because, okay. you know, Dawn isn't here, but, you know, we got Vaughn here to explain. He's one of the fighters that have been in that same situation. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I sent you a butt out. I'm a member of New York Committee for Change. So I'll tell you a story. In 1919, 2016, my companion that lived in the building that I live in right now lived there for 42 years. Where do you live, Vaughn? And I live in Crown Heights, Lefferts Avenue, 570 Lefferts Avenue. So what happened is she passed away. He was a committee activist, also a member of New York Committee for Change. This is one of the reasons why I joined it, because I was blessed to go with her on the trip to Organy, and I was impressed how the coalition got together, and they made things happen. This is organizations that just don't say things, but they also make things happen. Okay. This was my, so fantastic about this conversation. Well, anyway, my companion passed away in September 2016. A 40 time, 40, she lived there in that building for 42 years. And her son, unfortunately, he got shot in the back. He paralyzed from the waist down. So what happened is the day after she died on a Sunday, her son called the landlord on Monday and said, Mr. Lease, I'm sorry to tell you my mom died yesterday. You would think a person that lived in your building for 42 years, the next three words would come out your mouth would be, Oh, my God, what can I do for you? I feel for you and stuff. He asked, the word came out of his mouth is, what are you going to do about the apartment? Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. Here's his mother lying in the mall, and he asking him what he's going to do about the apartment. Mm-hmm. A few days later, he sees him, and he says, make me an offer for the apartment. And, of course, he said, I'm not making you an offer. I'm keeping my mom's apartment. So he made him an offer, the landlord, $5,000. Wow. And my, my be, being that my, my, her son, is being, he's wise because of him, because his mother and me, he told the landlord, you could take the $5,000, you know. And now, now, let me ask you, was this a co-op? No, this is a Rent-stabilized building, a rent-stabilized okay. apartment. Oh, my God. So what happened after that, it made me so angry. And I said, you know, I got to get more. Even though I was involved, I got to get more involved in protecting tenants' right from the greedy, disrespectful landlords. So what I did was went on a campaign and going to other buildings and buildings that have similar problems mm-hmm. and 
with New York Committee for Change and right. organizing buildings against these wicked, disrespectful, and greedy landlords. And then now we have a new group of people getting involved, which is developers. Because developers are investing into stabilized buildings big time. Because where I live at right now. But why? Why are they doing that? Because they see dollar one. Money. Money. It's all about money. They see the, they don't care how long you live there and what kind of shape you in. So they came in, three top developers came in, bought the building for Mr. Lease for $25 million, and now they're trying to sell it for $34 million. Oh my God. So, so all they want to hmm. do is flip. They don't care how long you live there. And so what they do, they come up the harassment. Oh, my God. So harassment is, you know, now, harassment, they could come in, they come in, they tell you, uh, when they first came in, they came in and they said, you know what, this building like a piece of dump, and we're going to come here, and we're going to beautify the building, and we're going to make it look nice outside, we're going to do a new lobby, we're going to put a new elevator, and stuff like that. And this was the first meeting, it's two buildings, 560, 570, left They came to 560, and let me see how wicked these people are. So evidently they must have talked to the past landlord, the makeup of the both buildings. So they came in, and they came in with food. So the makeup of both buildings are mostly Caribbeans and people from Haiti. So they came in with Caribbean food. And this guy, Peter Garcia, stood up and told him how beautiful the building is going to be and all this stuff. So I stood up and said, yeah, you know what? You know, you forgot to tell the, the tenants that after you make the building beautiful, here come the MCIs. Major capital improvement. Mm. So what they did, they came in, like they said, they made it put new windows, made the lobby look great and everything. But in meanwhile, the apartments look like crap. You got mold, running water. Yeah. It had a roast fantas roast big roast problem in five sixty. It was so bad they had put the stick the traps for the mice yeah. outside every two outside every apartment from the sixth floor all the way down to the fifth floor. Now, now let me ask you: Did you have heat, not water? That's negative. In in October, the middle of October and November, five sixty had plenty of heat. My building five seventy had no heat a lot of times. A lot. Did you call three one one? Yes, we did call three one one. Is this under NYCHA? No. No. Okay. Probably your own. Is it Michelama? No. Okay. No. So these is um, rent stabilized apartments, and what these these big developers like to do is just come in, you know, get loans from the bank. Mm -hmm. What they do is revamp the apartments. They revamp the outside the building to make it look good, like Bond did say. And then after that, they raise rents. They raise the rents through the revamping, saying major capital improvements. What is called MCIs. You may see it on your your bill statement when you get it. Sometimes some folks don't pay mind to it, like, oh, okay, I don't know what that is. But mm -hmm. they want to get it. Mm -hmm. They see it, they be like, well, whoa, this this is $2,000 I owe now. Where did this come from? Well, that new nice window that you're looking through, that's where it came from. That new roof that you have, the new lobby. But they don't mention that we're not going to fix the mold. We're not going to fix your pipes. We're not going to fix the leaks you have. We're not going to fix the floors that you that's broken. We're not going to give you a new refrigerator that's been there for 30 years. We're not going to give you a new stove. We're not going to, but we're going to raise your rent. So so who's supposed to um, repair the pipes? 
Who's supposed to do all of this? You, you're supposed to pay for that? Well, that's a part of the agreement. Sometimes where a lot of people agree to, oh, I want my building to be nice. I lived here for 30 years. It's always been a dump. People don't take care of things. Sometimes they don't look into what they're agreeing to and not noticing that, you know, this this landlord took a grant from a developer who got it from the bank. Everybody owes somebody. That developer still owed that bank, right? But he still want money in his pocket, so he's going to charge you for the windows or whatever he did and still pay off that. But this is the problem, right? Mm. This is why we got to fight to close those loopholes in the rent laws because it shouldn't be, right? Mm-hmm. We should we should be able to get new elevators and stuff like that, right? right? Because they have grants for that for the buildings. Well, they get government grants. Right. From what I'm told. Yeah. They do. Yeah. But this is not like a this is not like a co-op where you have to take care of your apartment. You know, there's an agreement within the lease. You uphold your apartment, you you keep it in in right standard within like 10 to 20 years, yeah, you can get a new revamping. 30 years, you're going to get a new revamping. You get what I'm saying? But it's not like you're going to pay for it. That's your fault. No, it's not. You know, this building's been here from 19 plus. It's old to us, right? Mm-hmm. You're right. So, so, sorry. So, so here's the thing. Um, so what was you able to do? How did you able to, to battle these people and fight them <coughs> to get them to <coughs> not go up on your rent not push you out. How did you do that? Well, well being like I said, being a member of New York Community for Change, and we have classes on how to deal with problems like landlords and stuff like that, and how to organize the building. Excuse me. <coughs> so what I did is, I we lit the tenant association in the building because we had one, but it died out after Barbara died, which was my companion name. So we started the Tenant Association again, and we renamed it Barbara Simmons Tenant Association after her. So what I did, I invited NYCC in to come in, and they sent the organizer, like Cynthia, but another organizer named Stanley. He came in, we told the tenants what we're gonna do and how we're gonna do it, and they need to get a board if they want to save the apartments. So, you know, tenants are, some people are skeptic, you know. Oh, I get the way, oh, well, I don't want to get in trouble with the landlord. I just want to pay my rent, and I just want to live peacefully. But then meanwhile, you living in what? You got roaches, plastic falling out your ceiling. You got uh, tubs being stopped up. You got mold on the walls. And meanwhile, that same developer came in and ripped out the old apartment and brought them up to market value and, and changed the plumbing because the building built 1938. So you can imagine all all the apartments look the same. Well, each floor, they, they just mm-hmm. built. But if you come in and tear out the walls completely and put the bathroom over here and change the kitchen a little bit, look what happens. Now you got the plumbing, the brand, super flush toilets, and it causes a lot of leaks in the building and whatnot. And I said, we got to organize. So we got that. We got the, we got, we got to calm down with that. But then they hit us with the MCI. So that's when we did, got involved with DACR. Mm. So we got involved with DACR. Now, now what is DACR? Yeah, I'm about to ask you what is, if you can. Because I always forget those letters. 
but the DHCR. Yeah. This is Department of Home Development Corp. Corporation. Yeah. And what do they Department do? of Home Development Corporation. Corporation. Yeah. Wait, yeah. So they have to. What happened? I you said were, it right, right? Yeah. I think you said it right. I'm missing a letter. No. <laughs> DHCR. Okay, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So what happens is when developers or landlords apply for MCIs, they have to go through. They have to apply with DACR, and they have to put down what they spent on the MCIs. And we found out that they say they spent one hundred ten thousand on both roofs each, and the facade cost two hundred and something thousand. The elevator, they say spent two hundred something dollars thousand on the elevator to repair both elevators, which is a lie right now. My elevator ain't even working. So 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 now they put in for these uh, MCIs in I think they put in for the MCIs in August. Mm. And we had forty five days to respond mm. to the to and I told the tenants when you respond we want an extension. So we kept on getting extension. I played it smart. We kept on getting delaying it, extension after extension. But then we required MCI and DACR to send us the papers, what they filed for, to try to get their money through MCI. And so they sent it to us. So we have everything they filed for with the, the claiming tax. Meaning the rent histories. Right, stuff. the history. Mm-hmm. History, what they, everything Meaning they like did. how much... The first yeah. person ever moved in that apartment, mm-hmm. how much they started paying with rent, and how much did the landlord jumped? Because I, I want to make sure y'all clear. Because I know we can may we may say short terms and with like acronyms like DHCR, and I don't want to get you guys lost because like sometimes you guys might not understand. All right. So yeah. so in other words, they were cooking the books. Yeah. No, we had no. Wait, I don't want to say That's they're cooking the books because we haven't really proof of that. What I want to say is that the fact that we know what they say they spent on the building, we have in black and white what they say. But here's the big thing. The reason why, I mean, they're filed in August. They haven't collected that one brown penny yet because we discovered that I think it's cohesion because we found out with the information that we got from them DACR on the on the developer or actually indoor management runs the building. We found out that this could be collusion because the manager of indoor management, the construction company that came in and did the work on the building. Yes, he's the president. He's the president of the building. No, he's the president of the construction company. Of the construction company. Yes. Hmm. That hmm. is not. Cool. So what happened is I had a direct line to speak to him all the time. It was problem. I'm dead. As far as he's concerned, the building can be falling down. He won't answer my calls. Because I'm blocking, the, I'm blocking, straight up, we blocking the money. Mm. I mean, yes. that's one of the reasons why we took it to the next level, right? Mm-hmm. We had a press conference with Jermani Williams, Cynthia Nixon. We then brought in a lot of folks from our organization with members, for, I mean, tenants from the building, we then took it to escalation, right? We And that didn't work, so we had to do it again to show that the landlord, like, listen, we are tenants that's paying this rent. 
we are forced with we are faced with these issues every day you don't feel this not having heat you're not there that's not feeling no hot water or you can't be you know you're not getting anything falling from yes and so it's not you you know I'm here to tell you that this is happening to me. This is my story. Like, Vaughn was being pushed out from a different situation like Vaughn, like Dawn, right? Vaughn's situation was his wife lived there for many years with her kid, and they were saying, like, they couldn't stay there anymore, basically. Succession, succession, so right. he fought for the apartment right. because guess what? His son lives there. And his son has disability. Yeah, right. so they get, they let him keep it. Yeah, we have succession rights for the apartment. Right. Yeah, that too. We have succession rights. Yeah. I knew that. As I, I told the past landlord, we're not going. But a lot of people don't know. No, right. A lot of people don't know that. And I told the landlord, we're not going nowhere. So you can forget about what you, whatever you're saying, it ain't working. Right, right. And and as I was texting you the other day about the fair hearing, yep. uh, 1968, mm-hmm. signed by Lyndon B. Johnson back in April 1968, and this is law. This is federal law, and the courts. Judges and lawyers seem to act as if they don't know that this actually exists. And when I talk to my representatives, the uh, senators and the assembly people and stuff, I'm finding out that it's like, oh, well. Oh, well. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is federal law. Do you know and that that this is, is illegal? So I want mm-hmm. ex- to bring something to your Go attention, ahead. right? There are laws set in place, but there are also loopholes set in place too as well. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that law can be there, right? Right. Just say for like, for instance, just cause eviction, right? Yeah. We've been fighting for many laws. So just cause eviction is one of the laws we're fighting for right now Mm -hmm. to get pushed. We've been going to Albany for weeks after weeks after weeks, talking to every single elected official to get them signed on, and they barely want to sign on. But anyway. Now tell people what is just cause eviction. What does that mean? We want to stop it. We want to stop the landlords to evict them tenants okay so you see how like we put in pressure to push this 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 law but because there's so many loopholes that can actually like that can fall through the the, the ropes like whatever we can we can just put preferential rent on their lease where they can we could give them preferential rent like and say well the dynamics of the community is changing and we want to bring gentrification there so we're going to raise rents if you sign that lease with that preferential rent your rent A is going to change by tomorrow when the clock strikes 12 and you're going to be moving out. Yep. You was in agreement with that. So that's another loophole, right? Mm-hmm. So there's ways around it. Just because you said this is a this is law and I should and I should be able to stay in my apartment and I've been fighting for just cause eviction, we're going to walk around that and use preferential rent, free preferential rent. We're going to use this. Um, if you leave this apartment um, vacant over... A year we can destabilize apartment now we don't have rent stabilized apartments we want to keep as much rent stabilized apartments that's out there as now because all these new high rises that's coming up yeah we have affordable housing quote unquote but it's not real affordable for our people a lot of our people right now live in this big bubble where they don't understand the paperwork that they sign in or and it's not our fault it's not they fault it's not you know, it's nobody for, right? Nobody's not telling them. These elected officials that we're working for, we we voting for, we we, we like, okay, we want them. They're good. They're good. They say, we're going to pass this. We're going to do this for you. We're going to do this. Do you know what happened when they get in office? They mind get fucked, excuse my language, because the older folks that's been there told them, you don't got to pass nothing that you, you done said you're going to pass. 
They gonna keep yelling and screaming. We gonna figure a way around it. That's why you gotta be in their face on a case in they do- on on Mondays when they here in the city. You at their office on Tuesday when they in Albany. We at their office on Wednesday when they back in the city. We at their office in the city. Cause guess what? We gotta keep reminding them that we live in this community. You live in this community. You're part of this community. You you fight for us. So we the ones that gotta keep reminding you. This situation, and I think that on top of that, not just that you fight for us, but we're the ones who actually put you in these positions. Yeah. We're the ones. This is why it's important for people to get involved in your local politics and not just think about just the president or the senator. I mean, you know, it's it's really important. Your councilman, every county that you live in, you know, these things are really really important, and people just don't do it now. So we need to like educate our our, our people also because, like, example, I'm in a peref- preferential um, apartment, Bin- right, right, lease. You know, I mean, I've been living back in New York for five years now, and that the, my rent hasn't gone up actually at all. Um, Twelve dollars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My situation might be a little different, but I know I'm concerned about that issue. Uh, let's say that the landlord does decide to sell the building, you know, and but it should be it should be a concern from the jump because guess what? You gonna pay? Guess what? What about the folks that's on fixed incomes? Mm-hmm. What about the folks that's that that's SSI. that's getting SSI SSD. SSD? What about the folks that's only making thirty dollars? I mean, only working thirty hours a week and getting a certain amount of pay. Mm-hmm. They they based on like, listen, the rent laws that just changed in July, um, just just changed this year, July. Mm. It wasn't supposed to go up this much. I'm praying that I hope I don't get my preferential bus because I can't afford this market rate. Like, you got to think about that, too. Like, remember, a lot of our members are on fixed incomes. Mm-hmm. They're retired. They, you know, they got help. Mm-hmm. Not as much help as, like, oh, I'm daddy and I'm going to pay for you. But, you know, mm-hmm. we got to think about them, too. Yeah. yeah. Go, ahead. Go ahead. With that, uh, you say you have a preferential rent lease? Me too. Yeah, so it says that my like example, my like you know, without getting too much de- detail, my my apartment should go for roughly around seventeen, but mm-hmm. I pay a certain amount. Yeah. You know. Yeah, well they can you know at any given time they can just say, you know what, this is over now. Right. You twenty know. this is over seventeen twenty four. Well, we we actually pushing a bill right now to stop preferential rent. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um and we got a lot of folks to sign on it. But guess what? When you fight one battle, there's always another fucking battle that's there to fight right. you. Like, right. I knock down this door. I get through this door. There's another door that's blocking me. Right. You know? And I'm I'm so proud that we got a lot of new Democrats in office that can actually win our votes this year and push our... But once they get in freaking office, it's so hard. It's so yeah. hard. They get blind to the fact that they live in these same situations. They... You live in the same situation. You but, live in the same community as me. But why is that? Why is it that our state senators, assemblymen, city council members, I mean, we're even having a race for public advocate right now. With 30 and, people. With 30 people. <laughs> and how? why is it that when it comes to us coming to these people saying, hey, listen, we need this, we need that, we voted for you, at least. We, we may not have given you the big 30,000, 40,000 donation as these other people have in big organizations, but we voted for you. We went to the polls. Let's be real. A lot of folks are giving big, big um, 
big amounts to these elected officials, mm-hmm. but the small donors are given more than one don't. Like, right. yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to donate you this, and I'm going to donate you this this week, week this, mm-hmm. this next week. Mm-hmm. So they're given the same amount in small portions. They're not paying attention to that, too, as well. Mm. That's another fight. Yeah, well, the thing about it, as I said to you before about the Fair Housing Act, um, this is a, a federal law, and second of all, couldn't this, couldn't we file a class action suit against the city for what they're doing to the elderly, to the disabled people, forcing them out of their house because it is the city of New York's responsibility to protect its people from you know people from uh, that's pushing them out, doing them wrong. I mean, we've had no heat, hot water, and all kinds of things, leaks coming down. Shouldn't the city, I mean, we had Mayor de Blasio talking about, uh, (laughs) Mayor de Blasio talking about he's putting a task force together to take away the property of landlords. Is this propaganda? (laughs) He's running for president? He wants to run for president. For what? Of who? Why? Where? (laughs) Why would he do that? (laughs) Of what? (laughs) Go ahead. Well, he's finished in office. After this, he's finished. But then next year he want to run. Oh my God! But 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 here's the problem: shouldn't we? Couldn't we? Um, because I'm I'm told that if we were able to put a class action together, if you had five people at least that had the same situation, class action shoot means the city would have to pay thousands upon thousands of dollars because they knowingly knew that this was coming on mm. and they still allowed it to go on for as long as it did and then when the mayor good mayor was at his last year in office said okay we're gonna have a task force to do <laughs> such and such and such and such a good mayor well <laughs> well you know he's, he's married to a black woman and everything he be you know using that black woman <laughs> That is a completely mixed subject. Yeah, no, no. But but it's still. I mean, I'm told he's a nice guy. But shouldn't we be able to sue the landlord, sue the city, because this is fraud, this is racketeering, and this is discrimination, all in one. So I think honestly, you're gonna need more than five people. By Monday, you're gonna have one, because you get five people. Well, to me, for me, right? When I'm working in a building. It could be about 90 people. My goal is to get 90 people, right? Right. And then I know I ain't going to get 90. I might fall short with probably like 75 people. And from that 75 people, I know about 50 people will be coming to the meeting. Mm. From that 50 people, I know about 20 people that's going to come to the action. From that 20 people, I might get five people out the case mm-hmm. to show mm-hmm. the apartment. From them five people, I might get one person that's going to really stick with you through the end. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you might need that whole 90. Right. This is that's very true. It's very true. Yeah. That's like in order to fight, um, the city is is so it's so hard. You just got to make sure you keep those people because the story have to show for it. Like you got to be able to present what your fight is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a anti displacement campaign running in East New York. Right. Mm-hmm. And I worked on it. We was going against Espinal. We. We was in about 40, 50 buildings at a, at a time. We used to have about six press conferences a week from those buildings. We used to get HPD to sue the landlord for not doing the repairs. That's why the landlord hated us, right? But it's good. You know, our people got their repairs done. That's what we care about, right? Right. right. So I don't care if you're mad at me, right? 
I don't live there. You don't have to be that. Be mad with yourself that you right. not fixing these people' apartment. So those are ways that we used to get around, right? Mm-hmm. So what HPD keep finding the landlord? Why this? Oh my God, we gonna make him pay three hundred dollars. He don't got no um, what is called alarm system up there. We're gonna make him pay for that sink. Why is the sink broke? So they now they paying hundred thousand thousands of dollars on one apartment where they could have just sent somebody that was not even a contractor just put it all in. And for cheap, right? Mm-hmm. So what we was doing it with like six buildings a week. After while they started getting around, or they was trying to come around, like all right, Espinal, he's doing so good to the community. He's not bringing gentrification. He's bringing lights, lights by a train station. You remember putting lights by a train station? You put lights by a train station because you just put a new building by the train station. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want the new people that's coming in that's going to pay that market rate run mm-hmm. to not walk in the dark. But we've been walking in the dark to our train station for many years. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, we used to keep getting him on that, getting on. And then when Espinal used to see us, he used to be like, oh, here come troublemakers. Y'all understand that. Mm-hmm. But our people got, they got heat. Mm-hmm. They got the repairs fixed. I don't care. I, I just don't. Like, I'm taking every chance I get to fix something because I was in a predicament, right? Mm-hmm. I lived in NYCHA. I lived in four green projects, six bedrooms, two bathrooms. My mother and all her kids, my, my mother and nieces, everybody lived there. Everybody wanted to move in. Mm. But it was t- terrible, right? Horrible. Ceilings falling on us, holes, mice. Mice was paying rent because they was living in the beds with us, right? <laughs> but, like, we still have the apartment. The rent was dirt cheap, what, 100 and something dollars a month. Mm. And still to this day, my it's, it, it's my grandmother's apartment. She died, but we still have it. But it's still like, you know, a lot of people in Nigeria don't want to fight because some of them don't have they 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 some some of them have their citizenship. Some of them don't have they some of them you know they get in Section A, Scree, Dree. They don't want to mess up the opportunity of getting their rent paid for them and come out on the lines and fighting for what's right. They scared, right? But did they have lead paint in there? Yeah. Um, in my apartment, no, we got tested. Oh, but my neighbor did. Yeah. How my, bad was it? My neighbor, she she got like a, a $50,000 lawsuit for each kid. She got like 12 kids. Wow. Yeah. See, that's what we need. Those yeah. lawsuits, you hit them in the pocket, that's it? Yeah, like but more than 12 kids. There's a lot of them. Wow. All right. It was on the news. I think I just feel like, you know, it's all about the reminding people that, like, this fight is not going to happen overnight. That, you know, it's going to take time. You you can't be scared. You got the right to organize. Mm-hmm. And your landlord can't push you out for no reason. Now, let me ask you a question because you mentioned this before, Avon, um, as far as um, when someone passes away. And, like, let's say even if it's whether it's in NYCHA or whether it's not in NYCHA. Um, and... I'll give this an example. My grandmother, she, we, we're, my family, we're from Brownsville, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but she lived in Chiefs at Bay Houses. Um, so when she passed away, we were trying to keep it, but they wouldn't allow us to. She's been, she was living there for roughly around 30 years or so. But who lived in an apartment with her? My grandfather. Is his name he on pa- the lease? Yeah, both their names. But, but, but he's the, passed away. So it's both her. of them. So who Does she have any the, kids? Yeah. yeah. Can, can they vouch that they live there with her? Yeah, it's, it's 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 already she passed in October. So like for people who are in that kind of situation, what would they do now? Is my question. Okay, so well, what they do now is that 
when they go to court because they don't have to leave yet, right? Mm-hmm. When they go to court, the landlord is going to say, well, this person don't live here. You know, that person is not on a lease. They're John Doe to the situation. We don't want them a part of the case. Um, this person have to get out of my apartment. If they don't want to, if they want to stay, they got to pay the extra 30% of the, this is the same thing with Dawn case. I'm just giving you the same rough patches. If they don't want to pay the extra 30%, then you have to, you know, get out of my apartment. You mean 30% as far as the discount that they were getting or the 30% of what the rent will be or should be? Will be. Okay. You wanted to say something? Well, when it comes to keeping an apartment under your family, um, the the uh, succession rights should protect you in your apartment, especially your family member. It, it, the succession rights is different, right? Yeah. So if 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 you're not a if say if you're my father, right, and I'm your daughter, I got success right. I'm 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 your I'm your niece. No. Right. I'm your cousin. No. No. I'm your wife. I'm yeah. your boyfriend. I'm your like guard daughter and guard son that matter no no cousin no no so you niece grandchild yeah so you are what third grand great grand first no it's grandchild okay but if you can prove that you live there you know show that you was paying a bill there and you lived there for many years since you were born then yeah yeah, okay. You, you no, have no. your name on a bill. Or you know, we're not talking about me personally. Oh, okay. So this is like okay. a, I'm, I'm I was just asking this situation oh, for for okay. people who may be in this situation who oh, might okay. have a question because that was but they, really. But they, but, they, but they, the person you talk about, they do have bills. My grandmother passed away, so yeah. she's gone. Yeah. Um, my grandfather passed away about 12 years ago, so he's gone. I was staying there with her, but I wasn't on the lease. So for me, it didn't. My situation was just a little bit different. But yeah. did so, you have a cable bill? No, I didn't have anything on there because. I was I actually had a you know a job like a, a a high paying job so anything that I did you know if I had to turn my stuff in it would have completely changed but everything. But did you have any mail going there? Yeah, yeah. You could have used that. Yeah. I lived here for many years. Yeah. This is all my mail. You have it right. I still have mail coming going there, but I have changed it now. Yeah, I mean if you could that because when when my old landlord. I I had told him, you know, let's go to court for succession right for the apartment, you know. And he was talking about he could he going to take us to court, but when I challenged him, let's go, dropped yeah. it. That was it. Because he, he, he knew it was, he knew that. There was no win for him. There was no win for him, and then they would, he'd be paying out his. So no landlord is going to just bring you to court because remember, they got to pay out their pocket. Mm-hmm. And they have a paid lawyer, so it's going to cost them some more. So they're going to bring you to court because they got a right and they're going to get you out, you know? Mm. So so I'm going to change the subject, yeah, what we talked about, about just well. a little bit. I'm going to get back to organizing the building. So in 570, we had a tenant. She lived on the sixth floor. Mm-hmm. This is before they came in and did the roof and all that. Anyway, all the constantly coming in. From the roof, all the people on the sixth floor, both buildings having problems. Even with the new roof, they're still having problems. But she turned to me and said, I know you're a member of the New York Committee for Change, and I need for your organization to come in. I said, well, I was bringing it in the building anyway, because we're not getting to eat. People apartments falling apart. The lady lived over me. When she run the water, it was coming on to flood the kitchen, where I, in my kitchen. So I 
organized building and teacup and requesting repairs on her apartment and they bought a new super and the guy come from Russia, some part of Russia, his son. Son's only 20 years old. Now he's a super. And I'm saying to the father that, you know, he shouldn't be able to take over your job because you don't have the experience. Mm-hmm. He's only 20 years old and you have about 102 units. Anyway, she kept on asking me requests and she turned to me, well, what I'm going to do? I said, you know, I said, hold your rent. One way, when you start taking money out their pocket, you get a quick response real fast. <coughs> Put in the escrow. So she decided to send half of the, his, her rent was 900 so she sent 600 and she sent a note and pictures, the reason why she's not paying the other three. And she did this for four or five months. And then in response, she kept on calling 311. Then they sent the letter of content. They took him to court for the rent. So she goes to court with a legal aid lawyer. She goes to court. Up, the judge say, uh, Miss So-and-so, why are you not paying your rent? And so the lawyers respond and show pictures and letters. And she kept on sending letters certified. Certified letters and show pictures and some videos. So the judge look at it and turns to their lawyer, the uh, indoor management, and said, uh, she not have to pay you rent. When you fix the apartment, fix all these problems, then you can get your rent. I give you two weeks to fix the apartment. Do you understand? Of course, they're going to say yes, sir, and they're going to walk out. Two weeks come, nothing. Mm-hmm. Another week come, nothing. I said, okay, you got your paper from the order from the court. Now it's a call, 311, HPD come in. Bring the city in. The city came in, look at the court order, and they came in and fixed the apartment, and then they charged indoor management because it's a court order, and then they buy it through the court orders. Mm. So now this is a way. And she don't have to pay the other part of the rent. Right. <laughs> she don't, there's no other part of the rent she have to pay and whatnot. Now there's tenants. We bring always bring some meeting on this tennis now, uh, doing the similar same thing because you shouldn't have to live uncomfortably in your apartment. You should look comfortably, like I told Mr. Garcia. I said, Mr. Garcia, when you go home at night from your office, you go home to a beautiful home in the Hamptons because mm. I found that he lived in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. I said, Do you have any water running from your cylinder? No, do you have heat? Yes. Mm-hmm. You were comfortable? Yes. You have rodents in your house? No. But that's how you do you do you are uh, you oh do you own your house? You know mm-hmm. completely. You know he wouldn't tell me that, but I said, well, we own the apartment. We pay. We own the apartment, mm-hmm. and we paying your company. We should live comfortably. Until we do this here, all you're gonna hear is HPD three one one. We're gonna do some blasts. Three one one blasts. We could get ready to do that. We go bring the news in, which we did, and 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 they don't respond. We bring the news back again. We right. bring somebody else back again, right. and eventually we know for a fact, without a doubt, bringing the press into a building. Sooner or later, they those landlords are going to respond because now the city picks up on that, and then you don't want the city to decide. Okay, these people have been begging you, so we're just going to send our crew in. And we're gonna fix all the apartments, and then we'll bill you. They don't want that. I hear you. They don't. They don't want that. All right. Now we are winding down, 
And I want to give you guys a chance to tell the folks at home, those who got their pen, paper and pen, where they can find you, what's your website, whether they can call you, what hours they can call you, where your office is located, all this good stuff, please. Um, Cynthia again with the MCC, and you can call us at um you could con- get us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at NY for a change, NY for a change, and I have a phone number. It's three four seven three six two nine nine four one. I work Monday through Friday, and I'm in office from ten to nine p.m. ten a.m. to nine p.m. and Saturday from um ten to two. So Monday through Saturday, you can give me a call. Thank okay. you. Okay, and Mr. Vaughn, can you give us some closing words? Well, all I can tell you to do right now, people, is to stand up and fight for your community and your home. Housing is a human rights, and you should stand up and fight. Do not be afraid of your landlords. I always tell the tenants at the end of the meeting, as long as you're paying your rent in a timely fashion, you're not destroying their property, or you're not being a nuisance to your neighbors, you don't have to go anywhere. Do not go anywhere and do not be afraid. Stand up and do not let those landlords harass you. If they do, contact the borough president office. Oh, you mean Mr. Adams over there? He actually does stuff? Because I, I call him all the time. I ain't getting <laughs> this man yet. Yeah, I know. Phone. You got that radio program now. <laughs> <laughs> PJ, any last words? Um. The only thing that I can actually add to this is, guys, For as we were talking about earlier, it's so important to get involved in your local politics. It's so it is it's it is detrimental or actually instrumental. I always say the wrong word when it comes to those two words. It's very instrumental in trying to understand what it means to be a New Yorker, to know the laws, to know what it is that is going on, um, what they're doing behind our backs. Um you can't say that you know you didn't you didn't know this if you didn't take the initiative to find out. Mm. You know, so okay. it's it that's the that's the one thing that I really want everybody to find out. I and mean, we get we get these little junk mails in in our mailbox all the time about the council council meetings or whatever it is, and a lot of us, myself included, throw them away because I don't, this is junk mail. But if you actually one of them, I looked at it and I was like, oh wow, I googled it and it was actually something that was going on in my community that. I should have attended because I have a voice when it comes to, um, about that. So, yeah. Okay. And so, Cynthia, last Tuesday, we were supposed to be going out to Albany. Are we going to go to Albany next Tuesday? What? So, we're going back to Albany on February 27th. We got buses leaving from One Metro Tech at 7 a.m. Um, if you want to get on the bus, you could give me a call at 347-362-9941. Or show up. Okay. We have 10 buses going out there, by the way. 10 buses. Now, once you get out there, are you going to be, are we going to go to the auditorium? We're going to be indoors inside the Capitol. Everything indoors. is indoors. We're going to be um, doing interviews at the LLB with the elected officials, assemblymen, and then the councilmen too as well. Oh, so Great. everything is indoors. We're going to provide food. So they have a buffet. You're going to get a ticket for $10. You go to the buffet. You could choose from cold food, hot food, whatever you want. That's going to oh, be the question buffet. I was about to ask you. Like, is there going to be food? Because, you know, that's the way you get. I mean. Yes, you yeah. do. So we're going to provide breakfast in, in the morning too as well on the bus. And then we're going to provide snacks, 
check coffee. Okay, yeah, great, great. And usually, how many people do you get coming out there? Hundreds. Hundreds of people. Yeah. And and how effective is this? Is is the senators and the politicians really receptive? Or are they like, yo, get away from me. I I don't have time for you. Sometimes they're willing to listen. Sometimes they're not in the office. So we got to track them down and go in the LOB and go call them off the floor. Mm. Oh, here's my car. Write your name on the back of the car. No, you give them a car. You write their name, who you want to speak to. And they call them off the floor. And Mm. they come and talk to you. But mm. they be like, acting like they rushing. Like, listen, no. Are you signing on this bill? Yes or no? Mm. I don't got time. Are you signing on the bill? Are you for the bill? Mm. Yeah, you know, I did talk. I'm going to get mm. back to you. No, no, no. We need to know now. All right. All right. And listen, that's our show. I want to thank Brick Community Media. Mm-hmm. We're here, 647 Fulton Street in Rockwell Place. And um, this is my second show. PJ, I thank you for being here with me. Of course. And I enjoy each and every one of you guys. Want to have you guys come back. Okay. People at home, be stay tuned. We're going to be talking more with NYCC. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, PJ, I hope you got some kind of information. Hmm? No, I got good. I got good.